Well, hello again, and welcome back to Shut Up and Smile. I'm your host, Nancy Coney. Now, I read somewhere that usually most podcasters, and I can't even call myself a podcaster yet, but they usually stop at podcast number three. I guess three is the magic number. And woohoo, yay me! This is episode four I'm going on. So thank you all for making this happen and for you being part of my fan club and being part of this journey. Also, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you for making Shut Up and Smile hit the 100 episode download mark last week and for all your support that you've showed me and given me along uh, this journey together. Also, thank you for reaching out uh, to see how our friend's daughter is doing. We actually saw her last night, and I can tell you that physically she looks amazing, as she always does. Uh, But mentally, I am not so sure about that. And that is going to be a story later on to be told as we walk along her journey as well. The good news is that she does have a lawyer that seems to be really, really good for her and who's going to take good care of her. And hopefully we can keep our fingers and toes crossed that the attacker is sentenced and gets a sentence that he deserves. Like I said, mentally, I think she has this wall. She's impenetrable, but she promised me last night, which is a good thing, is that she is going to go to the counseling that uh, is going to be offered to her and help her get through this. She has a long, and I mean long, road ahead of her, and she knows it too, but I know that she is one of the few out there that found their voice during such a horrible, horrible situation and her voice is strong and I absolutely am standing behind her with a strong voice as well. It's really, really funny. Um, I was talking to my sister last week and she, you know, I'm, you'll, you'll get to hear that story. My sister and I became, we weren't really close growing up and we became close um, when my mom was passing away, which is really, really funny but sad all through my mom's life. My sister and I, we were eight years difference. And all my mother wanted to do is like, why can't you guys get along? You're sisters. You're supposed to love one another. And on and on and on as all moms try to get their kids to to behave with each other and to love each other. But we just, we were just so very, very different. But her death actually brought us really close. And as weird as it sounds, I think that's exactly like she was smiling, knowing that as she was going out, uh, my sister and I became closer and uh, she is still smiling down on us. Very happy about that. I am sure. But as I was saying, when I was speaking with her this week, she basically asked me, you know, why are you doing this? For what purpose? What do you plan to gain or get out of this? And I think the statement plan to get out of it, like, what do I plan to get out of doing this podcast? What do I plan on getting a reward or something from doing this? And I guess it just sit, it just sat in my stomach, as I always say, my stomach, because that's where my heart is. It just sat in kind of the wrong way in my gut, the wrong way. Um, and as, you know, words tend to do when people are speaking them and she didn't mean, you know, I don't think she meant anything of it, but it's just the way, what do you plan on getting out of this? 
that just sat there and still sitting there because I'm still contemplating it, but I know the answer is pretty, pretty, you know, pretty, pretty simple what I plan to get out of it. I would love to get out a TED Talk show. I would love to be, my gosh, I think I would die because I'm such an introvert and I'm, I would probably just pass out on stage because I'm not a very good speaker audience. I, I just get stage fright. Uh, or even a Netflix movie. Now that would be super, super cool. I can see Reese Witherspoon would play my part in a miniseries. But all kidding aside, what I plan to get out of doing this, this podcast, this healing podcast for me, for my daughter, for other women to find their voices is something that you can't even phantom. It's it's basically at the end of the day, it's to help other people find their voices, especially my daughter. And if I can just help one of you out there, one, one, maybe your daughters, maybe your nieces, your sisters, then every single minute I have been putting into this project will have been worth its weight in gold. So what am I getting out of this? It's basically healing. I'm basically going to tell you my most intimate life story about my life, my the, the nice parts of my life and the really ugly, painful parts of my life. So I am going to rip it and put it all out there. So I'm not getting anything out there. I mean, I am not getting anything out of this other than hoping and praying that somebody will hear my story, Kiri's story eventually, other people's stories and say, I got it. I can do this. I can get out of this abusive relationship. I can find my voice. So all of you out there, keep listening because we are here to help you find your voice. It's been an interesting week. I'm not going to lie. It's always interesting in the the Coney household with um, so many lovely children in our lives that there's always some, you know, movement that, and I think in a way when it gets too quiet, I always tell my husband like, okay, what's going to happen next? Like it's too quiet. Something's going to drop. And usually something does drop, uh, but we always handle it together. But this week has been, you know, I've been thinking a lot about obviously our friend's daughter and because it's so fresh in my mind what happened to her. But I was also thinking a lot about my daughter, Kiri, as she's going through a really, really painful breakup uh, that unfortunately was destined to break her heart from from the get-go. I mean, there's nothing more I can say about the situation and I can go deeper into it, you know, how she met him, those circumstances, which were, weren't good at all. Um, but me going into that is, is not the purpose of this, especially because she's in pain right now. And as a mother, um, it's not easy. It's not easy to stand and watch your daughter or any of your children make the same mistakes that you've made. Uh, and just to watch it unfold because it's it's painful, it's unbearable. And in my situation, what made it all the more painful and absolutely batshit crazy some days was I became so overprotective of her because of what happened. Um, and she would say now, that, you know, I was controlling and I would fight her on that. I would say, no, 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 it's not. I hate that word because my mother, I saw my mother as controlling. And then I realized, and through therapy, I guess I realized that I was fighting 
her on something that she was right about. Um, and I had no control over it because of my own pain and trauma I was dealing with. I would see exactly what was going to happen in in the couple of relationships, abusive relationships in different ways. You know, there were I don't know if any of them were physical. Um, I know there were mental, I know there were emotional, I know there were narcissists, and I can go on. Um, but as a mom and having been through it, I would see exactly what was going to happen. And I would step in and I would try to change the story. I would try to save her from what I knew wasn't healthy relationships from the get-go. And if you are out there listening and you happen to be any of her ex-boyfriends, um, I'm sorry, I guess, in, in a strange way, because I was not the nicest uh, person. But at the end of the day, I had to do what I had to do to protect my child from uh, following the same path that led her uh, to where she is today. Exactly. And, you know, it's, it's, as a mom, you're trying to, I'm trying to figure out right now what I did wrong. I mean, there's so many things that I did wrong, but one thing I know that is our children learn from us. They see what we do every day. They see, you know, our kindness, they see our anger and they learn. It's a learned behavior. So I taught my daughter that it was okay to stay in a very unhealthy and abusive relationship. And this is what she saw constantly every single day I was in that relationship, that it was okay to be walking on eggshells with a man, to be, to be constantly at his beck and call, to be scared of him, of doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, acting the wrong way, dressing the wrong way. I, can, I constantly showed her over and over again to stay quiet, to just do what the person was saying in order to keep the peace. And she fell into that cycle, that horrible cycle that uh, we as parents um, tend to show our children at the end of the day. And like anything, you know, it's all learned behavior. Kiri learned about relationships and unhealthy relationships by observing me as her parent from a young age. She was seven, five, when she was seven at the time when I started seeing um, I haven't even decided what name to give him yet because I'm obviously not going to use his real name through this journey, but I'll, I'll think about that another day, I guess. My mom, God bless her, as I say, and I will continue to say I miss her so much, but she used to call him the devil's spawn and that stuck for a couple of years. She would like, how's the devil's spawn or like the devil's spawn, but I don't want to offend anybody. I probably am already, so I apologize for that too. Um, but that's it. I, you know, I brought a monster into the house and I showed her that it was okay. He would be nice one minute, give us presents, not that presents have anything to do with it, but just be a normal loving person. And then, you know, 
Hyde would come along or Jekyll would come along, I should say, and it would switch. And then we would be scurrying around trying to make believe that everything was okay. And so she saw that and she just basically accepted it. This is what a woman does. We are, you know, I'm in a relationship. Everybody from the outside looking into this amazing family, this beautiful family, you know, um, two beautiful kids, a wife, a husband that, you know, took in his stepchildren as his own and provided this, that, and everything. But as soon as those doors closed, everything would switch off into terror and to abuse and to yelling and to, again, you know, trying to make sure that he was happy and catering. So I modeled, she's modeling the relationship that she saw growing up. And I think that, you know, it's, it's so sad. And I'm so sad, Carrie, because she grew up witnessing me as her mother accepting and engaging in an abusive behavior. And she's just replicating the similar pattern in her own relationships today. And that absolutely breaks my heart. But I know that she is strong. She has got such an amazing support group around her and that she's going to continue to rise again above this current situation that she's in. Another thing that we tend to do is, you know, we normalize the abuse. And in some cases, the abuse may become normalized within the family, which is exactly what happened. We all knew, you know, that it wasn't right. Nothing was normal in our family. And Kiri grew up seeing abuse and she just put it and packed it away as this is just normal. This is how a normal family functions because I'm part of this family. and then it must be okay because my mom is accepting and my mom's actually, you know, part of this. She's the one who's running around catering and trying to hide the abuse as best as she can. And I see it. They see everything, don't they, when they're little and as they're growing up, especially when they're teenagers, that's a whole other, other, um, story we want to talk about. That's for sure. Teenagers gotta love them. So basically, I'm feeling kind of sad today as I'm having to listen to Kiri and and we're just going through the paperwork and finishing up of getting her actually to come home. She's finally going to leave Canada and she's going to come move south with us over the next couple of months, hoping it's sooner than six. But again, we'll keep you posted on that as well. But she is going to be here, and what I love about it is that she now sees what a healthy relationship is uh, with uh, my love of my life, my husband, who, you know, we, it, it took a while for me to find and understand what a healthy relationship is, and he showed me it. He was part of that healing journey for me back when I didn't want to be in a relationship, when I didn't want to repeat the mistakes again. And he was everything a man 
in my mind. He's he's my superhero. He is my knight in shining armor. And it's really funny because I'm smiling as I'm saying this because I never thought I would say that. And if you had listened to my previous podcasts, you know, I was always chasing this fictional character, but he literally just came in and saved me. And that story is so beautiful. And I can't wait to share that with you. It is beautiful and it makes me smile from the inside out knowing that this can also happen to my daughter. And I hope she finds somebody in the future once her head is, you know, her head is healed, her heart is mended, and she is ready to stand up on her own. And maybe she will take that next leap of fate and let somebody in again. I hope, (laughs) sorry, Carrie, but I hope as a mother that you take time to heal, that you don't rush into anything and that that person, like I found my person way later in life, that person will materialize and be the person who completes you, who doesn't try to control you and just loves you and everything about you because you are such an amazing and beautiful soul inside and out. And Kiri, you have a voice and you are learning to use it. And I am so proud of you. And I know this is super, super hard what you're going through right now. And I'm not there to help you because I'm thousands of miles away. But know that I am your number one fan and always have been and always will be. And I know that this is just a phase And every one of you that's listening to this, whatever you're going through, whatever relationship that is tearing you down right now, that is ripping you apart and you don't know who you are anymore, it's okay. It's going to be okay. It is going to right itself. Once you are strong, once you feel that you can handle anything, and I believe you can handle absolutely anything that your mind sets itself upon, that you will rise above whatever, whatever, um, relationship problems that you're having right now or whatever life is throwing and you can break the cycle. Um, you know, we are all, we all have the psychological impacts of what happened to us, right? Um, we as individuals who have experienced abuse, we're carrying emotions and scars and trauma with us all the time. And it takes years, it takes years, and it takes a lot of strength. And there's going to be good days and there's going to be definitely bad days. Two weeks ago, she was in a really good place because I think it was just she was protecting herself. This week, you know, it's a roller coaster ride. You're, you've been with somebody for three, four years and you tried your best in the relationship and it doesn't work. And all the trauma that you might have experienced from, again, like for Carrie, for her childhood, probably just resurfaced and, and, was brought up this week in her mind and she's going through um, a hard time. And again, you know, we just have to support one another. We have to make sure that we're there for one another 
and that we continue to reach out and realize that we're not alone. But for all the moms out there who showed their children, you know, maybe unhealthy relationships and that they're now falling into unhealthy relationships of their own, please, please, you know, talk to them talk to them authentically, tell them what you went through, what you did in order to survive and that what you did, you've learned from and you've had the courage to move on and that what they saw was in fact unhealthy. Everything that they saw wasn't what a normal relationship is all about, but they can have one. They can break the cycle uh, from what they saw growing up to healthy relationships and bring it forward to their own today. Oh, this is long-winded. Sorry, folks. Um, A couple of months back, I guess, one of my good friends, uh, my colleague, which I haven't yet to meet, Amy, that you promised me that you were going to do a weekend drive up and we can finally meet each other face to face. Hint, hint. Anyways, one of my um, old colleagues had told me about a book called The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart by Holly Ringland. And she kept on saying, Nancy, you've got to read this book. You got to read this book. This is like such an amazing book. So I finally picked it up. Actually, I, I, got, I downloaded it on Audible because I like walking around listening to my Audible books when I don't have an actual book in my hand. And it was, it was actually amazing. The book was amazing. And then I'd heard that they had the Netflix or Amazon. I can't remember which one, um, but that it was a mini series. So I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check it out. And having lived in Australia, it was kind of cool because this is in Australia. It's all in Australia um, where it's set. And it, oh my gosh, I can't even describe how that book and that Netflix series hit me so hard because basically it's about, um, anyways, it's about a young mother who goes through the really bad abusive relationship and she has a young child and it's, it's just an amazing, amazing film. It's amazing book. Please, please read it because like I mentioned, it really, really hit home watching the the pain of this mother trying to save her daughter from the abusive father and how this character, this Clem character reminded me so much of my ex and portrayed him to be this, like this one moment loving husband, loving father. And then just like this cloud would come across his face and you can see the switch. And that's what I always said about my ex-husband, that there would be this switch and you can, I could actually see it in him. And I'd be like in the back of my mind going, oh no. And I'd be going, okay, what can I do to switch back? What can I say? You know, what sweet words can I tell this man to switch it back and not bring on the wrath of fury fury that was going to definitely happen if I couldn't switch that light back in his eyes. So this whole amazing book, like I said, Netflix, Amazon, whatever, is something definitely to watch. And I cried like a baby at the end. And I actually 
went to rewatch it a couple of times because it was so powerful that I wanted to write it down and I wanted to share it with you. That's how powerful it was. At the end, the main, the grandmother passes away and they all come back to celebrate her life. And this farm called the Lost Flowers where women that were traumatized had come to stay uh, and to heal and to grow into these lovely people and, and flowers. Um, and this is what it said at the last couple of frames. She's talking and she said, I had a voice taken away from me by the river when I was young. I let him silence me. So writing down these stories, I found my voice again. These stories of the lost flowers are of women whose lives and histories have been erased mainly by men. Men who will not be held accountable for what they have done because they are our sons, our brothers, our fathers, our lovers, and our heroes. To speak out against them. The people that we love, we trust, who lived in our homes and should have been there to protect us, to tell those stories and to be heard and to be believed. Believed is so hard. So I'm going to leave you with that thought. I hope you go and watch the series or read the book, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thank you for listening to Shut Up and Smile. We are now available to listen on all your favorite podcasts as well as shutupandsmile.live, our website. And remember, we would love to hear from you. So email us at shutupandsmilelive at gmail.com. I am Nancy Coney. And remember to stay strong and smile on until our next time. 